What's Media the big matchup? Uh, Carlisle, the Wildcats, hosting the Bombers from Ballard. I can tell you that'll that. be something. Yeah, yeah. Got so a full you're, breakdown. Got the stat sheet ready to roll. Skipping the twins to go do do the volleyball. You got a job. Man's got to do it. Speaking of that, our job is to break down a Hawkeye loss that was rather underwhelming the other day, seventeen to ten to Michigan State. I think that's one way to put it. And uh, and get you set for Illinois this week. Although the Illini are so bad, I'm not even sure we need to preview the game a whole lot, right? Well, here's the funny thing: is that I saw somebody tweeted that Jeff George was going to start a quarterback. Now, many don't know, but I've been driving my son across the country, so I've kind of been out, out, out of touch as it relates to the news of the day. I did get to watch the game, obviously, on Saturday. We made that appointment television, um, and not a napping appointment television, and I'm sure that there were people who may have fallen asleep. Um, but nevertheless, so when I read that, I didn't realize there was Jeff George Jr., because I thought they were actually making a joke that Jeff George was coming back, and he's like my age. Right. Yep. And no. Uh, yeah, he was in college. He was there when I, uh, he played. When I'm I was pretty sure. I am he pretty played. sure I he's my Illinois age. The night, one of the night, like a uh, late afternoon game while I was there. Yeah. Well, Nick yeah, Bell. Yeah. No, that that been, game. No, he didn't start that one. That one over. That was over in Illinois. He didn't start that one. It was there was a game at Kinnick that he started and played, and and I remember you know he was. He was the big deal, right? Transferred from Purdue, right? Right. You know, played in eighty-eight and eighty-nine. Eighty-eight, eighty-nine. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, that's who's going to start the game for Illinois. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. I will lose a seventeen to ten at Michigan State. Uh, I'm already a little tired with people pronouncing Michigan State the worst football team on the face of the earth, and you know I don't like Michigan State, and I don't like Mark D'Antonio, but I'm not going to say. I keep reading. We lost to a really bad football team. We lost to a football team that's three and one right now, and yeah, they got beat pretty handily at home by Notre Dame last week. But let's let's not say that this is like losing on the road to you know in Rutgers. the past. Well, or to Rutgers, like about, they could have lost last year. How they, about how about at Maryland uh, uh, two uh, years ago? Right, um, a few years ago when they went up to Minneapolis and you know and lost in the snow or to a got beat by Minnesota team fifty to nothing or whatever. Right. Jake Rudock. Yeah, let's 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 just check ourselves a little bit here. Iowa went into East Lansing the other day. They did not come out on fire. They did look a little sleepy, a little had a little little emotional hangover. But they righted the ship on defense, and I'm just not going to, I'm not going to, after that one drive, let's face it, they gave up 10 more points to the rest of the game on a 30-yard, an 11-play, 35-yard drive that included a, a late hit penalty to keep that drive going, and uh, a, a, what, a 15-yard drive for a field goal after, both, after two punts. The defense played well enough to win this football game, no question. The offense is the issue right now with with this this football team, and um, I'm it's it's not shouldn't be a surprise to everybody that everybody on the other team knows what Iowa is going to do, but until Iowa figures out a way to block the guys in front of them, they're going to have nine guys trying to tackle one instead of two or three that normally Akron Wadley will evade as he goes through the hole. You know, Chad Liskow did this nice thing about offensive line woes and, and some of the things that have happened. I think the Ike Botker injury cannot be... It's It has been understated so far. Um, you had a guy who had started like, I don't know, 28 games or something there at right tackle. Uh, you know, Walsh moving out there has not been... Welsh moving out there has not been the answer. 
Uh, he has struggled to tackle. And in there, there comes a question, and it's a reasonable question. Do you move Welsh inside the guard where he, where he literally belongs? And take your chance chances on the on the edge. Uh, somebody beating you for a pass on pass protection. You know, I guilty, right? Because a couple of years I mean, ago, Tristan Wirfs is sitting there, right? and, and apparently, you know, but, he's healthy, right? But but a true freshman, right? So I, I I'm I thought after a couple of years ago, we had seen this sort of realignment that was very similar. I thought it was going to be okay. It wasn't going to really absolutely kill the offensive line play. But when you break it down, actually, listed Kyle had a. I, I I didn't read the paper. I don't read the paper. But well, I read, I, well, I, no, I read it. Tweet, I, yeah, I read it on, online. Right, right uh, his online and breakdown of it, and and you go back and watch some of the plays, and they and he and John Miller's done a lot of it in the last couple of days too. He does a nice job of breaking down some of the highlights, and you just look. I was whiffing, right? That you got guys that are just completely whiffing on their blocks, including the guy that should be your All Big Ten center. Uh, you know, Boone Myers is hurt. He's limping around. He's having a tough time. So and instead you don't of have Ike, so, I agree with you. I think you got to try back. You got to try Welsh back at the at the guard, so you can at least open up that hole. Well, right? How about instead of always running the stretch play, we go power. We go man on man, ISO up, and run that sort of power offense well, and lead the fullback in there. And, uh, and well, okay. So uh, uh, I mean, okay, I'm watching. Idea. I'm watching the Chiefs last night, uh, and they're doing some. Some of that. Now, you know, the the interesting thing is, and people complain about the stretch play, but if you watch a lot of NFL football, they all run the stretch no, play. Sure they do. And that is that is the majority of their offensive running plays uh, in, the, in the National Football League. Now, here's the thing. Akram's a really good running back. Is he Kareem Hunt? I don't know. He doesn't seem to be quite that fast hitting the hole. Now, part of that is there hasn't been a lot of hole to hit. Yeah. yeah. And but design cutbacks, things of that nature. There there are ways that they can fix the offensive line. I believe on the running plays, and you know, there's no question not having Butler, who you depend on, not depend on, but you would have thought would have had good ball security. So it's a, a change of pace back, right? Right. A guy that that would rather run into you than a run around you. Right. Absolutely. I think it's a different it's a different look that they could have given you, you know, a couple of times. Kel- Kelly Martin and Akram are kind of the same guy. Yeah. And and so, you know, when you start looking down at the other running back options, you know, Torn Young and and it's just it's one of those things where I I really do think they're close. I don't I don't think they're as far away as as many people have certainly portrayed them. I don't either. And and don't you think I I don't either. I, if you started the season UWNL the the season Three and two might have been what virtually everyone would have picked. Uh, I had it at three and two. I thought they'd lose at Iowa State. I thought they'd win at Michigan State. And I thought that just just because it was time to lose at Iowa State, and it could have happened. And and I also thought that our quarterback would struggle there more than he did. And but about like he did the other day, which it wasn't horrible. It but just it, he, it he, is his fifth start. It's his r- what sixth or seventh game that he's played in. And but he but he clearly had he played better, had he been a little bit better and a little bit older, I think Iowa wins the football game. I mean he had the, he, he had the weird fumble right, although he probably should have just run that in. But he should have just run it and had a guy wide open. So the the odd fumble aside, he had a number of passes that were nicely dropped in and a number that were overthrown or underthrown, including a couple at the critical junctures of the game late. 
you know, third and two, easily down on the twenty-five yeah. yard line. I have no. I mean, he threw it, I did no pressure or anything. He just threw it into the ground, and that, that's that's a bad pass, right? Right. Um, it, you know, there are there were a number of things that he did the other day. Um, he took a sack right before half. Um, granted, he was being rushed, but I, I, I didn't think he actually got tackled. I thought he kind of like stumbled sideways, and you know, there were a, a few things where it's it's a youth youthful player. Now, if he doesn't improve, fine, you can come, we can come back and talk about that later. But this is his fifth game, like you said. Well, and you know, there's there's something else on these long balls, which clearly Iowa has had open receivers for the first time in years. We've got, down, we've got guys down, down the down field, field yeah. but we haven't connected on. On any of I think, but by my recollection, the Hawks are like O for the season on bombs. Uh, Is there was we, there we one? Marset had the one that set up the touchdown, that thirty yarder up the sideline. Yeah, and I think came back to the ball. right, and he had didn't he hit easily on one in uh, the first game, like down the sideline. Well, he hit easily yeah. against Penn State right before yeah, halftime yeah, too. Yeah. But what I'm talking about, you're talking about the sixty guy yard. with a step yeah. on him, yeah. and he's and he's throwing the ball 45, 50 yards downfield. Now yeah. those are not those are not. Uh, you high know, I, yeah, high percentage, yeah, and clearly right. our our percentage right. of those is zero. Mm-hmm. But if you think about any of the games that I was played, had they had hit any of them, just the difference in your in your mindset. Yep, yep. And and it's pretty easy to stack the box. And I I believe this. I think Iowa can pass the ball. I think I think Nate can do it. I mean, his accuracy is interesting downfield. He has a great arm, but he has apparently he's never had to throw it high. Uh, in you know, he my guess is in high school he probably threw forty yard strikes just ropes, and mm-hmm. you yeah, can't do right, that in right. the Big Ten. Those those balls get picked off. So, I I think he can throw the ball. I think our pass protection, even though we've given up some sacks, has not been that bad. But the running game is is a it's a head scratcher right now, and I'm going to just say this: It seems to me that there's always one game a year where you just shake your head, whether you win it or you lose it, and you're going, "What is wrong? What is wrong?" Last year was a Penn State game, I and mean, you I, you could have made a case of Rutgers game, but right, the, but the right. Rutgers game had two touchdowns called back. Uh, and, yes, and it, and you're right. In the Penn State game, they got worked, absolutely whipped. And then Both the, sides of the ball, and you actually started to doubt it, a little bit. And then the know? next week, they yeah. came out and beat Michigan. Now, here's the good news. We don't play Michigan this week. No. We get Illinois, who on Friday night looked like Valley High School. Pedestrian at best. Uh, I think what you're characterizing them is that it looked like a high school team, not necessarily even one of the better high school teams in the state. Okay. Right? Well, yeah, compared yeah, to right. Nebraska, they looked horrible. They looked terrible. And... Now they're making a change at quarterback. I don't know what that means, other than I think that Jeff George Jr. is going to stay in the pocket and isn't going to be running around as much, which maybe helps the defensive line find a guy, cause some sacks, cause some pressures, and get some turnovers. And while the Iowa defense has been playing great, when they don't get the turnovers, getting off the field's mm-hmm. been in trouble. Well, and, that, and that's been the way it has been for a while. That's uh, it, the, the, the confusing thing to me the other day a little bit was I thought Phil Parker, or or whoever makes the decisions, dialed up the the heat, sending a lot of extra guys against Penn State, and I thought Iowa uh, was con- and, and granted, like I said, they played well enough defensively to win the game, but I thought they sat back quite a bit the other day and kind of let Michigan State. 
figure out what they wanted to do and they and they played the prevent the bend but don't break and they kind of they just kind of let that happen without as much pressure. I think they've got and to And yet decide. at the end of the day they only gave up 17 right. points. So, yeah, but the question the question is, is so when you're talking about turnovers, right? When you are talking about making teams that don't have the greatest players. That kid the uh what well, uh Michigan State's quarterback. Yeah. Worky. Thank you. One game against every right. him for one game. Anyway, well in 3 years we'll know who he is, right? But um he looked okay, but what if you're what if you're dialing up a blitz every other player or so, and you're getting in his grill and you're knocking him around a little bit, and he's starting to think about where he's throwing, and he's throwing off his you know he's running has to run a little bit more, and, and he, he makes a mistake or two that you can pick it off rather than letting him just kind of sit there comfortably and pick you apart. You're not getting the turnovers that you need clearly because your offense is sputtering. Now, well, I, and I, you got to say this, plan, but I, you got to say this 18, the wide receiver for Michigan state is excellent. He is, and Manny Ragumba couldn't play. And what is wrong it, with Manny Ragumba? I didn't. You you soft. mentioned that he had he was hurt. Trent on a tweet on Saturday. How big is this injury? And I'm like, I didn't even know he was hurt. Soft tissue injury is what Kirk said today. They didn't find it until the middle of the week. Andrew saw him in class all week. Said he was walking around fine, and then he didn't dress the other day. And he's like, "Why isn't he texting me? Why isn't Manny playing? I don't know. Did you see him? He's like, yeah, it looked fine all week. But well, he didn't talk to him. He didn't say, "Are you practicing? What's going on with right. that? You know and he didn't let on, you know. So, well, and it's not. Frankly, I didn't think our defensive backs played that that poorly in terms of. No, Ohumu, I mean uh, eighteen, uh, he, eighteen made they, a great catch in the end zone. Yeah, they and, worked him early on, and then Taylor, you know, completely uh, um, stumbled and went the wrong way on the first touchdown. There was nobody there. That so, yeah, he made a great play, and he made a great catch on the second touchdown. Right, I I agree. I thought that that he was um, he was the best player on the field at least for the first half the other day. And we, we, nobody really seemed to be able you know, to defend it. Then, it they, then they dialed it in and kind of it, kept up you, with it. If him. you think about it, I mean, Iowa got inside the 33 times in the second half, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. F- fumbled it like this eight or whatever. Should have scored a touchdown there. At least got a field goal. Had to settle for a field goal the other t- I mean, there were chances sure. uh, on Saturday to pull that win off. And, you know, it just didn't happen. And... You know what? That is football, and that is Big Ten football on the road. Well, so those people who know that I'm relatively, from time to time, I can be a glass-half-empty kind of guy. What I saw the other day was a team that wasn't ready to go win that football game. It, it just it just was apparent that it wasn't their day, right, in, in a number of different ways. But I also saw a team that it's their fifth game, and by the twelfth game of this year, could be really good. Right, if they figure out a couple of these things, and when it's it's their big ifs, but they did it last year, right? They figured it out for the most part by the end of the year. You've seen Kirk's teams do this, particularly when you've got guys and you know, younger guys playing important positions. The well, as you, question, as you look down the schedule, the next three games are all very very winnable, absolutely, and you can make a case that two of them are very losable. I I don't see I don't see any way absolutely. we lose to Illinois. But, but Northwestern and, and Minnesota, right? Are, but Minnesota looked horrible on Saturday. They looked they looked absolutely brutal. They they looked they looked uh, like a rudderless rowboat. There you go. All right, take a break. We'll come back. Keep breaking it down. Uh, <laughs> as oh, you liked that to, one, did you? Yeah, I felt pretty good about that. Write that one down, Trent. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG.
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from, so place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Brought to you by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. Kevin's not-so-wonderful life... Lost my job, had to move in with my sister... ...is about to take a turn toward the amazing. Kevin, you've been chosen to save the world. Oh, okay, cool. How am I supposed to save the world? Change yourself. By putting others before yourself. Helping those in need. Change the world. I feel like I'm getting a second chance. I feel good. One of Entertainment Weekly's must-watch new shows, Kevin Probably Saves the World. Series premiere tonight at 9, followed by Local 5 News at 10. Then tomorrow, wake up with Good Morning Isles, Elias Johnson and Sabrina Ahmed. Every morning on Local 5, Sabrina and I share the stories that are important to Iowans. And being from Iowa, Elias and I know what impacts you. We went to school here. Our families are growing up here. And we're proud to call Iowa home. We invite you to wake up to Local 5's Good Morning Iowa. Weekdays at 5, because we We are are Iowa. Iowa. Are you going to the Central Iowa Business Conference on October 11th? It's a day focused on helping Central Iowa businesses master their processes and accelerate their success. I'm Todd McDonald from ATW Training Solutions. My team and I will be attending because we know that in order to move forward, you sometimes need to take a step back, look at where you are and where you want to go. October 11th is one of those days for us. We're looking forward to hearing from nationally recognized authors that are excited to help Central Iowa companies. One of those authors is Gino Wickman, author of the best-selling book Traction. We've seen the success of his traction concepts not only in our own business, but many of the companies we work with. We're also looking forward to hearing from Vicki Halsey, co-author of the book Legendary Service, because we know how important it is to take care of our customers. If you're looking to master your business, come learn from the experts. The Central Iowa Business Conference is presented by EO Iowa and Mediacom. For more information, visit centraliowabusinessconference.com or contact the Urbandale Chamber of Commerce. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessig family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff, and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. Crane Jr. Trent Condon here, 1700, News Talk Sports, KBGG. Is that right? Or are we the big talker now? I know, I always get it mixed up. 1700 KBGG. That's I all like you this need. is a good way to go. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's all you need. Okay. Okay. Maybe the home get... of the Ken Miller show was Trent Condon and Jimmy B. And T. <laughs> there you go. There Those you go. are the things that really Those matter. Are, well, they are. The only actually. local uh, radio, or, uh, radio program at noon. The only one in the state of Iowa. Over the noon hour. There really? you go. That, yeah, is that right? We uh, we get good streaming numbers across the state because of that. Because well, of good. Yeah. Getting's got a good show. Yeah, he's a true professional. He has been he's been around the block with the with the local sports radio as well, hasn't he? He has been. He's done a little bit of that. Um, all right, you want to talk about the punter? Uh, I I I think um, I'm not I'm not sure how constructive we can be on this, but at this point in time, it appears that Colton Rastetter. Uh, by the way, isn't isn't his dad like a giant donor to the? His uncle was his the one that was on the board of regents. Okay, and maybe Bruce. even great uncle. Okay, and so uncle. I didn't know what the relation was. Well, it's yeah. not like he's are... getting preferential treatment. This isn't Dowling. I'm just making. My good lord! Oh my bad. But is there any chance we get to see Ryan Gerson from Milwaukee Gersande? Marquette? Gersande? The, Gersande? The, the, it's in Hardy. It's Gersande. Gersande. Gersande and a croissante. I don't care. I, well, all I'd like to see is a punt that goes over the stance. I mean, elevation, the elevation in the air high enough to reach the 75th row. But isn't the concern this kid has a scholarship, Kersande? Scholarship kid. They went out. They, they had a lot of punters that they were looking at. This is who they gave a scholarship yeah, to. Yeah, they they did. They had several guys. Right. They had several. Right. They had I, several guys that were like. You know, punters, punters go. They kind of go to camps and what, and they were competing. And they had three or four guys that were considered top ten punters in the country that were available. And this was the kid they chose to go with. You know, going back to the NFL, when you watch those guys punt, the sound and the height. I mean, every punt's fifty yards or, or yeah. longer. You know, you know well, nobody's running the rugby punt. You know, nobody's I, doing those sorts of things. I watched. I went. You know, I went up with uh, with our friends there tonight and watched Iowa State play. And Texas has a punter. Holy cow! That kid has sixty one, sixty two yards. Yeah, he, he shanked one, but other than that, all. But man, you know, just effortlessly. And it reminds me, we we had we had our guy last year. Ron Calusi transfers in right, and 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 it makes a huge difference. And it cost Iowa at least a field goal. If not ten points the other day, that, but that, you if your if your offense is struggling, your defense is going well, you need to flip the field occasionally right. and and see if you can get a three and out down at their twenty, as opposed to at the forty where you then get the ball back at the ten. Well, and you know, obviously, special teams were were a bit of an issue. Uh, you know, <sighs> I have a hard time giving Josh Jack. He was trying to make something happen. But you got to know you're on the goal line and let that ball go in the end zone. It costs yeah. you 20 yards yeah. plus time. 
Yeah, um, well, and I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm clear on exactly when they're coaching them to fair catch the ball and when they're not, right? But the, 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 the at the 10, inside the 10, around any – but anyways – He's the, standing there at the seven-yard yeah. line. Ball's going – he yep. had to back up hard to get it and caught it over his head. Yep. you got to let that go. Yep. That's just – that's a mental error about a kid who's trying to make something happen. Yeah, that, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to come down too nope. hard on that. No. Nope. I'm guessing he never has that happen again. But nevertheless, I mean – in a game like this, when you're not playing well, you can't have a mental mistake. You can't have the penalty, the Parker Essie roughing the passer. You can't have uh, a fumble on the eight-yard line. You just Those things just kill you when you don't have any margin for error. So this goes back to what Kirk always says. Got to clean that up, right? Yeah. Everything needs to be cleaned up on right now. This loss the other day, a lot of things could have been cleaned up that would have tipped the scales, right? And they were the types of things that they that they they did right at the end of last year as they got better. And it, it, we just have to believe that's where they're going now. And if it, they don't, clearly the season will. It's gonna. We're gonna find out in the next three weeks. Like I guess next four, right? The next three games over the next month before you get to Ohio State and Wisconsin, right? We're gonna know who this football team is. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a very fair chance that Iowa could win the next three football games. Uh, all of a sudden, they would be six and two going into the Ohio State game. Uh, hope would spring eternal again. Ohio State looks beatable compared to uh, Wisconsin. I think is going to be a very, very difficult task. And who knows what you got with Purdue and in Nebraska? Right. I mean, right. who knows? But you have to think that this week, when Kirk keeps bringing up that that Ike injury hurt, that Boone's been hurt that having to move Welsh outside, that Daniel's being out, that we're missing time in, in camp. All of those things clearly matter when you've got an offensive line that depends on itself on basically on repetitions in practice and, and getting that that little ballet dance that they can occasionally do quite well. And he keeps bringing up those other things. Must it, Who knows the offensive line better than Kirk Ferentz? Well, it, nobody, nobody, and and I know people want to go to the play calling, and I've been it's there. Not in the pa- it's I've been there not in the, the past. play calling. The play, well, unless you, unless you completely want to say it's the scheme, and if you want to talk about that, well, then we can say, okay, yeah, this everybody knows what I was doing, right? But the difference this year is I felt like that the the passing game, the plays that have been called in the passing game, for the most part, I thought they they've gotten a little bit more towards the sideline this last week or so, but the plays have been called. They have used more of the field. They've gone downfield. They've tried different things. They're at least throwing past the sticks on third down. There's a number of they're things hitting, that are they're right. hitting both tight ends, not right. just the passing one. There's there's things there that are different. The scheme in the running game is still almost exactly the same, and clearly Michigan State when. You go to audible eyes and four guys move into the hole, including two, and then the two linebackers as well. So suddenly all six guys up by the line of scrimmage move to where you're going to run the ball. Clearly they don't know what you're doing. So Iowa, as and that, always, and that goes doesn't with, care about that, right? Well, they do and they don't. And that's where it comes back to having a first year quarterback who's seeing something, the call in the audible. And basically I think he's getting baited by the, oh, de- yeah, the yeah. defense is setting up. Hey, we're going to. We're going to set up over here. He's going to audible. We're going to all slide back over here. And somehow we have to figure out where he calls the switcherooski and runs it back the other direction, even if it's on the short side with just two guys there. I mean, I don't know. But the, I'm with you. The scheme, 
the scheme on the running game is basically the same and losing that, that extra back. We don't have Daniels this year and losing Butler. That makes a big difference. Absolutely. And, and on top of that, like you say, you lose, you lose Ike. Guys get hurt here and there, and then suddenly that ballet dance you know, is the, just a little bit But the bit, thing of it is, we're playing off. injured. Are these fans? They come in. They're 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 hungover. <laughs> they're working hard. They'll be there sixty eight thousand. Real quick before we go to break, pretty cool Michigan State at the end of the first quarter. If this trend keeps up, every team that plays Iowa we'll d- does a wave at the end of the first quarter. That is really yeah. really neat. Uh, I I gotta give I gotta give it up to Michigan State fans for doing that. That came out of nowhere for me. I I was very impressed with that. You know, Mark D'Antonio had nothing to do with that. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. When we come back on the Hawkeye Hello on 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. To relieve muscle cramps in your legs and feet, reach for TheraWorks Relief. This fast-acting foam can even prevent muscle cramps. Get TheraWorks Relief today at TheraWorksRelief.com. Get a large two-topping Pizza Hut pizza for just $7.99 when you order online. It's the best pizza delivery deal out there because no one out pizzas the hut. Click for this offer. Delivery minimums and fees may apply. Additional charge for extra cheese, stuffed crust, and additional toppings. Product availability, prices, participation, and delivery areas may vary. The delivery charge is not a driver tip. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people. People who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged. Finding a great candidate isn't easy. But at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Napa know-how. Even if the forecast doesn't call for rain, it calls for Trico Force Wiper Blades. Now $15 off when you buy a pair at Napa. Because in reality, a little water's no biggie compared to leaky garbage trucks, swarms of insects, or parking under a tree. So grab a pair of Trico Force Wiper Blades and get $15 off. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer ends 10 17 at Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. 
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 37. 37 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give them a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, Pull down the music, Trent. Oh, well, there we go. That a boy. Got Brett Ridge running the board here today. Up here at the board. Let's make sure we thank our great sponsors, Christopher's Fine Dining Restaurant over there in Beaverdale, our friend Big Dave Kozlowski, Family Law. That's all here in West Des Moines. And, uh, of course, Temple to Rye. We'll get the Temple to Rye last call. But as we do every week. I did have 17 points for Michigan State last week, by the way. I just had Iowa scoring 23 points. So, there you go. Noted. It's closest we've come. Tom, Tom yeah. Caker from Hawkeye Report joining us as he does every week free of charge. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate that. <laughs> Good afternoon, Tom. And I do it with great pleasure to hang out with you guys on the phone for a few minutes. Well, we try to be different, so we hope that you enjoy you enjoy our our discussions. That's uh, I lo- I love talking Ridge off the ledge. That's, that's right. I'm you know, not on the hey, ledge this week, man. I I, I we've been talking about the, the I, I as bad as things kind of looked at times the other day. I just don't think this football team's that far away. I would agree with that. I, you know, I, I, I don't think they're. I mean, you have to look at it from this perspective. The week before, they played the best team in the Big Ten, maybe a team that's going to be in the college football playoff, and they played them to the last play of the game. I mean, and that says something. I mean, they, they've got to figure out the run game. I mean, that's just. Pretty simple. It's going to be a long slog if they can't figure that out. Uh, but um, yeah, I, you know, I, I and I worry about the defense having to shoulder too much of the burden over and over again. But um, they got to figure the field position thing out. But I think there's there's signs that maybe they can 
Um, you know, they're fixable things. I guess I'll just leave it at that. Well, there's no question they're fixable. We've we've been lamenting a little bit about the, the number of injuries that have happened that I think has led to some of the problems in the run game. But, Tom, let me ask you, in, you know, fans are strange, and you've got a message board full of them, so you can speak from experience on this. Those are all good people. They are all good. <laughs> that's right. They are all good people. They just... They mean well. If if you've been drinking and watching the game, step away from the keyboard or your phone before you start going <laughs> posting. That's all I'm saying. But Nate Stanley, I think, is doing a really, really good job back there, except for the fumbles. And clearly, I'm you know I'm sure that ball security is being discussed. I'm sure they're whacking at him in practice. But it that's just a hard thing to teach a kid under duress with the lights on. Well, the, the fumble, the one fumble, the key fumble to me was the one uh, inside the 10. Right. Uh, and that's just a ball slipping out of his hands. And, and um, you know, I'll, I'll say this, because um, I had my binoculars on the play and could see over in the corner uh, pretty clearly, uh, May Vandenberg was standing wide open. <laughs> it was open. And if he just tosses it over there and it gets out of his hand in a forward way, Instead of going out the back end, that's six points. <laughs> right. It's just six points. So, um, yeah, and that's just really unfortunate. I'm still not sure why they called that a fumble. It seemed like a, almost an interception to me. But well, it, he I didn't know. catch it because it, it if if it, it from it, he didn't catch it. I mean, he caught it, and as he was going down, he rolled onto it. So it. it it would have been, I don't know, it would have been close. Yeah, I'm not sure he made a football move. Is that a thing in college? I don't, I don't know. But in, anyway. Falling down is a football move. Either way, I don't think Iowa fans were <laughs> outraged over the fact that, you know, that they gave Michigan State the football because either way. But um, switching gears a little bit, one of the things that's handicapping Iowa right now, Tom, is the punting game. Everybody can see that. Is 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 Ryan Grisandi a, a possibility still, or, or are they just resigned to going with Colton Rastetter and – what are you, what are they what are they doing there? Well, I'll tell you. Um, in the second half, um, after Rastetter had one of his bad punts again, um, and I don't want to bag on the kid. I know he's given his best effort, and he did have two what I thought were pretty good punts later. But um, the the early ones were not good, and they're not helping flip the field position. The field position thing is really one of the hidden things that's bogging this team down right now, in my opinion, because they just can't. It seems like every drive that the offense has to make is ten at the, from the 10 or the 15-yard line. Grisandi was warming up. He was kicking into the net. He was working with the long snapper, taking some balls. So I'm wondering, uh, and, and Grisandi's more of the conventional punt guy, and Rastetter's kind of a he does a little more of the he does the rugby okay, I think, most of the time. Uh and I wonder if they might just have both of them kinda depending on the situation and what they want to do. Um one will handle one and one will handle the other and kind of sort itself out a little bit starting this week. Well, there's no question that the flipping the field and we talked a little bit about that before we had you on, it does make a difference. You know, one of the things that I I noticed Michigan State did this. I believe Penn State did this on the first drive. And Iowa has done this for years where they basically come out in vanilla package, your 4-3 base, 
your your guys pretty much back there in the, in the back end uh, in zone coverage, and that has allowed teams to kind of go right down the field and score. I would love to see them this Saturday, particularly with uh, Jeff George, fifty two year old uh, walk on from Oakland Raiders fame uh, son, uh, back there in his first start. I'd like to see them change that up this week. Do something different. I don't care if it's bringing the house on first down or the first play of the game. Just something different than standing there in in almost a read and react mode. Yeah, and early in that game, they, there was a blown coverage on that thirty-one yard pass to uh, um, the, uh, forget his name. Was it Talton Davis, the kid that torched them yeah. really yeah, badly? 18. Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, and they hit him early on that thirty-one yard pass, and that was. That was blown coverage on the back end um, from what uh, uh, Ojin Moody had told me that uh, I, I think he felt like he was just passing him off to the safety and safety wasn't there and the guy was wide open. So, um, yeah, that was that was the issue. And they just kind of, they do. They Here's the other thing. The offense really hasn't been productive for Iowa in the first quarter of games. They've only scored 14 points the entire year in the first quarter. Uh, so, that's something that they've got. You know, it seems like they're always kind of playing from behind, even though they've led at halftime and in some of the games. They just it feels like they're always climbing uphill. And uh, Iowa operates better, in my opinion, even though they do get tend to get conservative sometimes when they get ahead. They're still, um, I think, they're a better football team when they're ahead, and I, I think it leads to them being a little more aggressive defensively when they're ahead at times because they want to just get the ball back and they can flip the field a little bit better. Um, I, I just, I, I, you guys even go back to the Iowa State game. I mean, they had to have, what, like 90, 95-yard and 89-yard drives Three in that them, game? Yep. I, mean, it's yep. just, I mean, it's just you can't live that way against the football teams and expect to make those drives and score touchdowns. You've got to get some of these short field situations or shorter field or reasonable field where you've only got to drive from the 30 or the 35 as opposed to the five uh, on a regular basis. Well, and if you, if you just look at the difference between what happens after Iowa punts, the team gets it at about their own 35, 40, even if they only get one first down, they punt it back. We're at the 10. And yeah, it, it, it exacerbates the problem when you don't have a good punter, when you're playing a series, and you go three and out from uh, the shadow of your own goalpost. Exactly, and I would agree with you, but I would also say this: all football teams play better when they're. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not unique. It's just this is this is kind of a perfect storm from time to time. That's that's really handicapping uh, this team. You know, you mentioned the blown coverage uh, there on that first on that first series, and a couple of other times, Tom. But so uh, it looks like Amani Hooker is is uh, settling into his role nicely, but. Uh, Maybe you start to see Brandon Snyder sneak back into the picture this week. Sounds uh, today like like that's a, a good possibility. Yeah, and this has been coming, and I just, you know, frankly, I'm still stunned. I really am uh, that he's able to play even at all this year, but that just tells you the kid has got some sort of special healing powers because he did it in high school, too. When he was playing AAU basketball for the Iowa Barnstormers, he came back um, and played uh, for them during uh, the July period when nobody thought he would be back to play. And I mean, nobody thought he would be back. He had some sort of injury in like June and he's like, I'm going to be back. And they're like, oh, there's okay, whatever. And then he's there playing the entire month and gutting it out. He's just a, he's a quick healer. 
and a hard worker, and you've got those two things going for you, you got a chance to come back. So um, he's, I don't know how much he's going to play. I don't know when he's going to play. They want to get him out there. He's been practicing at free safety. So that would mean there's the potential, because Imani Hooker was working at strong safety before they flipped him over to free safety. So I think there's a chance that maybe that's your safety duo if Miles Taylor continues to struggle. Well, and I think Hooker has really brought a lot of good energy. He's a hard hitter. I think he's done reasonably well in, in pass coverage, you know, based on what we can see while we're watching the game on television. It's, it, it's so much easier for me to see how the game goes when you watch it live, you know, because I don't always watch quarterback. I tend to watch the receivers and the stuff that's going on in the backfield. But what you cannot understate this. Josie Jewell is just a, the most innate, in-tune football player I have seen play middle linebacker in a long, long time. He is He's playing at a different level than every other player on either team defensively right now. Any team that I've, you know, even the Penn State guys, I mean, he's just at a different, different level. It's like what, it's like Saquon Barkley's playing at a different level as a running back than everybody else is. Same thing with Josie on defense. I mean, it just is. I mean, he's just flying to the football like I've never seen a guy, and he's put that team on his back, and I just worry that you know. Yeah, he's going to run out of How gas. long can you well, do it? How long can you do it? Right. 16 yeah. tackles again this week and you know, they can't give him Big 10 defensive player of the week every week. He had 16 the week against uh, the week before against Penn State. I think he had 15 earlier in the year. I mean, those types of numbers are ridiculous and he's he's doing it week in and week out. You're right. You eventually, you know, he's he's not going to be able to just shoulder the entire load. Well, as here, here's a crazy yeah. here's a crazy Josie stat. He's got 60 tackles this year. The next best guy in the Big 10 is 39. <laughs> That's a, to almost two games worth. Not yeah. even close. Yeah, Crazy. That, that is amazing. So, Tom, have you seen much of Illinois other than the Nebraska game last Friday? I didn't even see it last Friday. There you go. <laughs> so you're in I've, I've seen I've seen a little bit of them this year, and I've talked to a couple of their beat writers, and basically, you know what they told me, and I've talked to them the last two days, and essentially their assessment is, that's a bad football team. <laughs> That's basically what they said. There's essentially no chance they're going to win, and they're a terrible football team. Yeah, it's uh, I I watch I've watched them a couple of times. What I could stomach, and and the other night, when I guess you and I, I watched, were just kind of paying attention. It was bad. Well, they played. Uh, was it South Florida? The South Florida game. Yeah, it was South, the South Florida game is the one that I saw. Well, I saw the game that they won. I don't remember who they were playing. Some Western Kentucky. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and they they were brutal that night too. Western Kentucky just handed them the football game, you know. So it's a bad team that coming into Iowa City this week. It just is. And and well, isn't that what you want for homecoming? I think it is. I think you always want to win homecoming. You'd like to, and it's a good way to get healthy though, Tom. As we you know we head into these next few games, you get healthy, you get a, a an easier game this week. You get a bye week, and you get a couple teams out of the bye that you should uh, be able to be competitive with. It's a good way for you to take some of these things that that need to be righted and right the ship. Yeah, and you've got a chance maybe to rest some guys if you can build a a, a, a comfortable lead. Uh, you can get a you know a guy like Boone Myers who's really I mean he was limping around today coming to the interview stuff uh, with his ankle injury and you know I'd almost advocate if I were if Kirk wanted to listen to me and he's not going to listen to me but I, I just tell him 
sit Boone out this week, and then you're going to, you know, don't let him practice the rest of the week. Give him basically 21 days off from from stuff and let him heal up. Just sit him in the training room, you know, 10 hours a day and have him get treatment because you need him. So, um, and and get worse out there and see what you got. Ex- well, exactly. We're, we're big proponents of that. So what's your assessment for Saturday? What is a sizable enough lead that would allow that and or, you know, what do you think is going to happen Saturday, Tom? I think uh, you build up a 28-point lead in the middle of the third quarter, and then you can kind of just you can get Brandon Snyder out there for a little bit and let him run around and, and feel like it, get the feel of what it's like to be back on a football field. And uh, then you kind of go from there and, and uh, get some other young guys some experience and um, and get some of those young running backs out there too. Get Ivor Kelly Martin out there, take some burden off of uh, – off of Akram for uh, a Saturday. I, you know, I think Akram's doing fine. I just, uh, you know, I, I think the big thing for the offensive line, and you guys probably noticed this last week, was they're just not putting hats on people at all. They're just kind of going through the motions and thinking maybe the next guy's going to pick up the guy that the, the um, run blitz from the linebacker, and nobody's picking him up. And Akram's getting hit three yards deep. He's not seeing any daylight, and. They, that's the big thing they got to fix. They just got to get back to hitting people and moving them around. And uh, if they do that, they're going to hit some plays. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll expect it. We'll hope for it, and we'll be ready for it this weekend. And uh, I think next week we're going next week since we have the, the bye week, we're going to do a little basketball time. So get ready for that. Okay. That'd be awesome. Be Love to talk some hoops. Fran, Fran says this is his best team. I, 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 in, in Fran, we trust. In Fran, we trust. All right. Thanks, Tom Kaker. We'll talk to you later. Okay, later. Tom Kaker of and uh, appreciate him checking into it. Oh, there it hangs up automatically. There you go. All on its own, so that's kind of cool. Now, and and we we were t- one of the reasons we were talking uh, on the way you know on the way into the show or earlier today about basketball is it's a little exciting. Uh, you, you know, th- that young team last year, which is kind of how I feel about this football team a little bit. It's if they can. Remember that young basketball team didn't look very good early on in the year. They had some some troubles, but then they got better and better, right? I think you're going to see some of that out of the same football team the thing with the football team and the, the basketball team's adding some pieces this year that that they just simply haven't had. So it's going to be fun to fun to uh, watch. We'll talk about that next week. That's great. Time for uh, the Temple and Rye last call. Grab uh, Matt McCausland for that too. Yeah. Time now for Temple and Rye last call. Like it says we got 328. I got a, I got 153, so we're somewhere in the middle. All right, well, the music will start playing, so we better get to the Templeton Rye last call brought to you by Templeton Rye. The good stuff. Small batch whiskey. Had a little of it on Friday night. Yes. Just, just a little. little. But we also had a pull. How old was that bottle of Jimmy? 30-some oh, 30, 30 years old. Is it supposed to be good at that point in time? I don't know. It was certainly aged. It was it, dusty. It was, it was a dusty bottle. So what do you, what do you got? Uh, uh, Illinois is bad. And um, and I, and I do think that that lends itself to Iowa trying some things this week, and I think it lends itself to Iowa finding some combinations that probably will end up yielding some yardage and some some encouraging play. I like this better than I did the North Texas game, um, particularly with the fact that I think Iowa just didn't play well last week. I think they're better than they were a couple weeks ago. They just didn't. I, I think they can be better than they were a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I, it's not, still not going to be a juggernaut, but I'm liking thirty-five to thirty-five to seven out of the Hawks this week. See, I, was, I like the seven. 
I just I don't think the offensive woes are going to go away. I I could see the, I could see this being twenty to ten, but I'm going to say twenty four seventeen Iowa because I think that we're going to get a defensive touchdown somewhere along the line, which might actually, much like last night in the Kansas City game, take the game. <laughs> To the over and your favorite covering, something along that line. Because 18 points is a lot for a team that is clearly not showing a lot of... Are going to win this by a touchdown? No, 24 to 7. Oh, 24 to 7. Okay. But, I mean, if it's 20 to 10 yeah. and, or 14 7 like at Rutgers and at Minnesota last year, I can uh, see it. Uh, I Just for some reason, I think they're going to be able to sling it around a little bit more. And they're really going to have they're they're going to have their way with the Illini, and I think it's going to be really good for them getting ready to go into the bye week. Look, it came on right with a minute to go. Perfect. Uh, it's going to be really good for them going into the bye week to be able to have some success, try some different things, and then rest some guys. I think, I think Tom's right. Blue Myers might not play this week, and that'd be just fine. If Iowa got ahead by twenty eight, would we see Tyler Wiggers? No, I agree with that. But Torin Young. Steady diet of Torin Young and Ivory Kelly Martin in the second half this week. I love it. Book it. 100 yards for uh, I mean, the two of them. Wouldn't it be nice if it's 35 to 3? That would be great. That's why I'm saying 35 to 7. All right. Thanks to Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com for joining us this week. Of course, uh, Trent Condon uh, headed out to volleyball tonight. For Dave Creighton Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on 1700 for the Hawkeye Huddle. Voice for UNI Football, 1700 KBGG. Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessi family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff, and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. This is Charles Osgood. There are a lot of complicated things in life. Rocket science, taxes, and tying a bow tie. But insurance does not have to be one of those complicated things. Your local independent agency representing auto owners insurance will sit down and customize a plan just for you. So instead of trying to muddle through it all online yourself, contact your local independent auto owners agency. In Ankeny, call Keith Israel and Sons Insurance at 515-964-5323. Getting your flu shot at Walgreens is easier than ever. Just walk right in, and there's no cost to you with a $0 copay with most insurance. Plus, when you get a flu shot, you help provide a life-saving vaccine to a child in need through the UN Foundation. Swing by your local Walgreens anytime to get a flu shot and help make a difference. Get a shot, give a shot. It's that easy. Walgreens, at the corner of Happy and Healthy. Through August 31st, 2018, for every immunization given, Walgreens will donate 22 cents up to $2 million. Vaccine restrictions apply. Talk to your pharmacist to learn more. Staples has everything you need to keep your office humming for less so you can run your business with confidence. The confidence that you can afford to replace that old printer that makes more noise than copies. The confidence to generate bold new ideas and the toner to put them on paper. The confidence to print a proposal that looks as crisp as your suit. Everything your business needs for less at Staples. And now buy two reams of Staples brand paper and get one free. Staples. It's pro time. Select SKUs. In-store only. Plus tax where applicable. Expires 10 7 Fall is the best time to feed your lawn. 
with 10% off Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Weed and Feed and Fall Lawn Food at the Home Depot. Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard feeds your lawn to build strong, deep grass roots for winter when you need it most. So it'll be lush, green, and beautiful next spring when you want it most. Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Weed and Feed and Fall Lawn Food. 10% off now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bowed through October 4th. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th.